Hi, I'm Bailey. And I'm Heather. And this is Spookish. good normal normal yeah um hunter's not here today as you could tell from the intro he just <laughs> has his chronic illness so like we said at the beginning he'll be here sometimes and sometimes he won't be able to make it and he's always sad when he can't be here he really really loves being the blank slate he really does <laughs> it's he plays his role well he does it's like heather it's like talking to a kid sometimes when you talk to hunter because he gets so excited about the stories you're telling him yeah it's really nice i miss that already He's missed. Hunter. Love you, Hunter. Always in our memory. So just a couple things of business before I tell you the topic. But uh, we want to say thank you to people who are leaving reviews and ratings for our podcast. Um, Especially the people who left five-star reviews. And we want to shout out those names. And they're both very funny. So we want to say thank you and shout out to uh, Joel's Hemorrhoid. Thank you, you, Joel's Hemorrhoid. (laughs) Thank you, Joel's Hemorrhoid. And (laughs) a nay, 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 nay. Thank you, a nay, 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 nay. Love you. You're both top tier. We both appreciate you. Yes. <laughs> Especially Joel's hemorrhoid. Hope that gets fixed. <laughs> Good luck with that. <laughs> um, and just anyone else who's listening and even just rating, reviewing, the listens are great. Anything to help out is wonderful. Yeah. So grateful. We just like to do this. So yeah, it's nice to have people listen. We clearly don't know everything we're doing. We're just kind of talking crap no. for an hour, but it's fun. Yep. Yep. We try to research and hopefully you guys enjoy it <laughs> it's been a lot of fun um also we have made a new instagram account so if you want to follow our instagram it's at spookish podcast we'll post pictures from the episode and kind of announce when we're releasing them and you can dm us stories and spooky encounters you have on there as well as emailing us so either option works yeah that might be easier for some of you yeah we'll take any stories because they're so fun to read and share We'll take what we can get. Yeah. But we said last time too, no no liars. Yeah, no lies. Yeah, if you tell us Bigfoot came in and breastfed me. I don't know why that's the example I went to, but if you tell us that, <laughs> oh we're probably God. we're probably not gonna believe you. Why did you think of that? I don't know. I was thinking of something unbelievable and that came to my mind. Anyway, follow us on Instagram. <laughs> yes, please. We need um help, obviously. We we wanna be influencers. Just kidding. Oh yeah. JK, but it is it's a good source of information and you can see pictures from the things we're talking about. So if you ever want to visualize what we're saying as we're saying it, you can look on there. Yeah, we do release with every episode we've done a post with pictures that accompany the episodes. So that's been nice. Like you could follow along if you follow us on the Instagram page while you listen to the podcast and you can see yeah, the visuals of what we're talking about. Oh yes. Oh, I do want to add in our last episode to the one we just released which was the chupacabra one mm-hmm. my friend steven was upset that there wasn't a poll option for hairless bear because that's the one he believed in the most and I, was, and I was like okay well at least he got to see a picture of it it wouldn't let me add more options i know i told him i was like it's because twihard was way funnier so we had to include <laughs> that one um twihards is actually in the lead right now i on knew it poll. so Twilight winning. Fans unite yeah anyway so thank you for hunter for giving that idea because it was it was a favorite of someone someone at least yeah. <laughs> one person and one last shout out we want to shout out our other day one high school homie amber hi amber hi amber thanks for You're special thanks for following us and stuff <laughs> yeah 
we still love you so much. Oh, yes. And always. I know we talked about Haley in our first episode. So it was like the group, the four of us were the best of friends in high school. So shout out to both of them. Shout out to Amber. So my topic this week, I am excited because I get to talk about my favorite holiday ever, which is Halloween. Ooh, I love Halloween too. It's so it's fun. Yes. Oh, thank goodness. I mean, I love Christmas and 4th of July, but Halloween's just the most fun to me. Like, I love getting in just, like, holiday spirits in general, Mm -hmm. but nothing hits, like, Halloween. It's true. And, like, it's just so special because, like, the sense of community is insane. Like, people literally open their homes to everyone. Yes. And then they give out treats to, like, all the kids. It's, like... Like, it's, like, the most unifying thing ever. It is. And you can... Everyone just kind of trusts your kids to be out there and you can... You can be rest assured. Well, I guess depending on where you live, but at least where we grew up <laughs> yeah. and where we live now, you can kind of trust your kids to be out doing whatever and know that they'll be watched for. And you can like dress however you want and no one's going to judge you. Yes. That's be as weird as you so want. Fun. And everyone's like, cool, you're a weirdo. Awesome. Everyone's a freak. We on like that here. Yeah. Everyone's a freak on Halloween. That's the best thing ever. So I want to start this by asking what, what are some of your favorite Halloween traditions or just what do you like to do on Halloween? Well, recently, it's obviously it's been trick or treating since we've had um, our son, which I just love. It's so fun mm. because I just that's what I miss like the most yeah. about my childhood. Just like Halloween nights, just walking around neighborhoods and getting bag loads of candy. Yes, so freaking fun. And so that's that's just fun, um, especially with my son. Like the first time we took him, we could he couldn't even walk. We're just, I was just like carrying him around and like holding his basket for him and getting candy. But I was so excited to trick or treat with him. Yeah. I was like, I'm not waiting till next year. <laughs> You're like using, you use him as a way to get candy. <laughs> yeah. I mean, yeah. The past two years we've eaten like all of his candy because he's, he's just too little. As it should be. You've got to protect his health, you know? <laughs> yeah. I got to be the responsible one. Exactly. Oh, it. you're being a good mom. Yeah, so recently we've done that. Even, like, before we had him, I would go trick-or-treating, like, with my nieces and nephews. Mm-hmm. Just literally anything to, like, cling to that childhood feeling. Yes, it's so I thought, fun. I was like, I want to come with you guys. I miss it Please. so much. Because it's weird. As a 27-year-old, if I just walked up to someone's store and said trick-or-treat, the cops would probably be called. Like, that's weird. I did see, um, I heard a story on another podcast. It's called It's, it's Always Halloween Podcast. Ooh. She does, like, Halloween episodes year-round, which is pretty cool. But on that podcast, they talked about um, a listener wrote in and told them how in college they got, like, a group of their friends together. And on Halloween night, they went door to door, but instead of asking for candy, they asked for canned goods. And then they oh. donated that to like a local food um, food bank. Oh, that's which, so fun. Which is pretty cool because it's like a grown up version of trick or treating and no one's going to like judge you for doing that. Yeah. Because it's like, oh, this is good for our community, you know. You still so get there's a, an option. Yeah, you still get a dress up, but then you're also doing something good as well. So yeah, you're right. It's more of an adult version. You could try that. That's really cool. I want to do that this year. Um, Go knock on doors and be like, hi, um, can you help me pay off my car payment? <laughs> They're like, get out of here. No. I have student loans. Help me. Yeah. That's the adult version. <laughs> the tragic capitalistic America version. <laughs> I want to be a kid again. Just, I just want candy. That's, that's, I think that's ultimately what's so great about holidays like Halloween and I guess Christmas too. Or is it you can really, yeah. you feel like a kid again because there's just so much excitement surrounding it. Yeah, and so much build up and just everyone in like the whole world is excited for the same thing. Yes, that unity. So and I think my other very favorite thing is that it really kind of starts fall. Once you hit October, 
you know, it's fall Mm -hmm. and you can start getting spooky and watching scary movies and wearing sweaters and everything just comes together at the perfect time. Same. I'm such a slut for fall. It's my favorite (laughs) season. Yes, uh, absolutely. It's going to sound really nerdy, but it's like I've always loved fall just because it's like I got to go back to school. Yep. And like learn stuff, you get like your new clothes, and it's not so freaking hot anymore. Get to see your friends. Oh, just the best. Oh, you're making me miss being young. <laughs> Hall- so, Halloween is just the best. But I don't know, growing up, you never really think about what's the meaning of Halloween because it's just, it's kind of just like a party, you know? Yeah. Christmas. You know, as a Christian, you celebrate the birth of Christ and Easter, the re- the death, the re- resurrection of Christ. You know, there's meaning behind these other holidays, Fourth of July, declaring our independence. But Halloween's just kind of there. I never even knew where it came from. I was just like, all right, I'll go get candy. Exactly. As a kid, you're like, yeah, cool. I'll put on this costume if people give me candy. I'll do whatever you want if you give me candy. That's, uh, that's kind of a creepy way to go about it. But... <laughs> it's true. You don't think about I'll do whatever it. you want if you give me candy. Sure, mister. I'll go knock on your door and ask you for things inside your home alone. The older I get, the more I start to wonder, like, well, why do we do this? Why do we do this? What's the point of Halloween? And even though I've researched some of this stuff in the past, there's a lot I still learned, which is so exciting for me because a lot of this, the first part of this uh, podcast will be about the history of Halloween. And mm. history was my area of emphasis when I was getting my bachelor's degree in education. So I love history. Oh. I didn't even know that. Yeah. I went to your graduation and I didn't even know. You're like, what is she graduating for? (laughs) Cool. Yeah. So I'll try not to get too nerdy about it, but it's actually really interesting. I feel like I've learned like Halloween origins over and over again, but I always just forget them. Exactly. Because it's, I guess that's one thing we'll learn in this little podcast I'm going to go through for you is that (laughs) American Halloween is so different than the way it started and how other countries celebrate quote-unquote halloween or their version of it because Mm -hmm. american halloween started from a lot of like pagan traditions but now we've kind of turned it into we're just gonna party and have some fun which is fine i love it but it's interesting to see how it's evolved yeah halloween's very popular in the united states it's more so than almost any other country when i was living in italy halloween is kind of getting popular over there but it wasn't nearly as popular the kids i lived with they dressed up and we went up to like three of their neighbor's doors and knocked and asked for candy. And that was it. They don't really go out and do much. <laughs> oh, man. But it was great because the kid I lived with did not like candy. So he gave it all to me <laughs> because, you know, I'm a, I'm a fat American, whatever. But What a kid. I don't, you know what his favorite food was? Carrots. Spinach. Oh, my god. I know. <laughs> That's way worse than carrots. Weirdo. Anyway. So. I mean, good for him. I wish that was me. I know. I'm like, man, I wonder how different my life would be if as a kid I liked spinach. Yeah. (laughs) I could I could be a CEO right now for all we know. So I mean that's cool. Anyway, the interesting thing is that a lot of our Halloween traditions, they root from Irish traditions, which makes a lot of sense when you Mm -hmm. think about it, because which group of people immigrated here in large numbers in the eighteen hundreds because of a little known problem called the Great Potato Famine. The Irish. The ones from the potato land. (laughs) The potato land people. So it makes sense that a lot of those customs got brought here when a lot of Irish people immigrated here. Bless the Irish. So not only did they give us St. Patrick's Day, they gave us Halloween too. (laughs) (laughs) They're the best. Shout out to all the Irish people. (laughs) Big fans. Big fans. Most of what we know for Halloween today is very Americanized, naturally. Okay, so let's get to a little bit more background. One interesting thing I learned while researching is that Halloween 
is older than Christianity. Isn't that crazy? Yeah, I mean, I guess because it's from like pagan, right? Yeah, so it's and that's older than roots. Yeah, I've never even thought about that. Yeah, before, but it makes sense. You can trace back um, the origins of Halloween to over two thousand years ago, which is before Christ. Which, yeah, what you said, it makes sense because it's all pagan stuff. So it has its roots in the ancient Celtic festival of Samhain. Which I did not know how that was pronounced until I literally researched this because it's spelled S A M H A I N. Yep. So I always pronounce it like Samhain. Yeah. But it's Sawin. It's not. It's Sawin. I didn't know that. I did just because I love freaking like following like witches and stuff ah. online. Just because I, I find it interesting. I like that stuff. I'm like, yeah, read my palm. Well, read my do cards. It? Yeah. yeah. So that's why I know what Sawin is. No, I'm just an idiot. <laughs> So Samhain is a pre-Christian holiday. It's a pagan religious celebration to welcome the harvest at the end of the summer when people would light bonfires and wear costumes to ward off ghosts, which I'll go more into detail later about that stuff. And they also believed it was a time when the veil between our world and the spirit world was the thinnest. So that's the bomb. Freaky, but also so cool. It's like the best night ever. I know, they freaking must have had a party. Like it's harvest, so they have tons of food, lots of costumes, big fires. Oh man, that's the way. That's just the way to live. It sounds like a blast. So pretty much all of the traditions that we find surrounding Halloween are pagan in origin, Mm -hmm. though they may have been somewhat changed over time. But they clearly originated from pagan belief and folk practice. In essence, Samhain is a festival of the dead, and traditions regarding the rites of passage for death and regard for ancestors are something that are not easily eliminated in any culture so that's something you'll find that's in common with our version of halloween and the halloween adjacent celebrations in other countries is that they have to do with the dead and honoring the dead mm-hmm. ancestors and exactly stuff. yeah yeah but people didn't always love these festivals and traditions of Samhain because the mm. traditions were pagan in nature various christian and catholic churches of course they actually started to outlaw and prohibit customs such as lighting lighting bonfires, leaving offerings for ancestors, parades, games, divination. You know, heaven forbid people have some some pagan fun. Yeah. What's wrong with divination? Who's that going to hurt? I know. Tell me my stars. But it was such a popular thing at the time that a lot of people ignored it, especially people who lived in more rural areas. Yeah. Because that's probably like their favorite time of year. So in the end, the church was forced to give up on their little cancel culture parade. And (laughs) they decided to kind of take some of these traditions of Samhain under the banner of All Hallows Eve, which is a phrase that you're probably familiar with. Yes. It's also... I've heard that one. Yep. It's very popular (laughs) because the church was like, this is ours now. Yeah. So they're like, they couldn't get rid of it. So they just appropriated it. Yeah. They're like, just pretend like it was part of Jesus. Put a stamp on it, make it church friendly and that's it. Yeah. So All Hallows Eve or All Souls Day, it wasn't particularly successful in changing the behavior of some of the Christian parishioners because at the time they still believed in things like fairies, the returning of spirits and ancestors, uh, the Celtic otherworld and the art of divination. So Mm -hmm. it's funny because the church tried to be like, guys, I'm sorry we can't do the Samhain thing. It's kind of weird. It's not really in line with what we believe. Anyway, Father Reginald needs to tell us about the fairies really quick. (laughs) like what do you mean you can't do pagan traditions but you still believe in fairies i mean i'm kind of the same way i guess (laughs) with the fairies or the pagans i love hearing about the fairies they're freaking scary it is an interesting that could be an episode too actually so 
didn't work. People loved people loved <laughs> this holiday, and the the people back then were pretty whimsical, <laughs> so it was not going yeah. well. Um, to a large extent, the traditions of Samhain were exported to North America, Australia, and New Zealand by Irish, Scottish, Welsh, English, and Breton immigrants. Emigrants, excuse me. These traditions mm-hmm. carried on fairly undisturbed into modern American culture, and in many cases became mm-hmm. fused with Central and South American ancestral or like Dave the Dead traditions that are pretty similar in nature. Yeah. And then actually there's some ties into our version of Halloween that are exported from Africa via the slave trade. I don't know as much about African Halloween type traditions, but there are some connections and symbolism tied to different things like voodoo, hoodoo, and voodoo. So if anybody knows more about that, feel free to email. I don't know it's too much and I didn't research it too much, but it's cool that we get get tie-in from tie-ins from a bunch of different countries i'm so grateful to all those countries oh yeah they gave all, us the, all the immigrants that came our favorite our favorite holiday and so today the celebration of halloween is accepted as a yearly holiday and is seen as a bit of harmless fun but its roots lie in deeply spiritual serious practices and beliefs that come from traditions that are much older than christianity which is mm-hmm. a lot older than we might think at first because its traditions have survived a long history of persecution and oppression. So, for yeah. example, in Ireland, the ancient bonfires can be traced back to clacta, which is another word I had to learn how to pronounce because it's spelled T-L-A-C-H-T-G-A. Oh. Clacta. Okay. Who Clacta. is both a goddess and a place in County Meath, Ireland, where mm-hmm. the Druids lit sacred fires as long as 3,500 years ago. Jeez. So it's been, there's been ties for as long as long as you could imagine. Did you say the druids? Yes. Lit the fires. That's cool. I know it's so cool. History's wild. I it's my favorite thing ever because you can learn so much <laughs> from it and see where things started and how things kind of changed over time. So these traditions changed into more of an All Saints Day that is commonly heard about today in the eighth century when Pope Gregory the Third designated November first as a time to honor saints. Uh, Soon after that, All Saints Day came to incorporate some of the traditions of Samhain. The evening before All Saints Day was known as All Hallows' Eve, and later what we call Halloween. Nice. Yeah, so that's a little bit of backstory. So I want to get into some fun facts and origins behind some of my favorite and some of the most popular Halloween traditions. So do you know anything about how trick-or-treating started? Um, No, not in America. Exactly. It's weird because there's... Nothing. (laughs) No idea. Well, actually, a lot of debate about the exact origins but there's three main theories about how it started mm-hmm. so the first theory suggests that uh during Samhain, celtic people would leave food out to appease the spirits who traveled earth at night and over oh. time people began to dress as these unearthly beings in exchange for similar similar offerings of food and drink okay yeah so it's funny they were like hold on if you're dead you get free food i'm just gonna pretend i'm dead then I was say I think I think I have heard that one before, but it's like like I said, I just always forget it. It's just like but a... yeah, that makes that makes total sense. Like, why would you not take advantage of that opportunity for free food and drink? I know it's like what Santa Claus does every year. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, the second theory says that the reason for candy stems from the Scottish practice of guising, which is a secular oh. version of souling. So souling is where poor people would dress up. And go door to door to ask for soul cakes in return for prayers for the dead on All Souls Day. Which Did is... they get to eat the cakes? Yes. So they would they nice. say, "Give me cake, please," and then people would give them cake, and then they'd say, "Okay, here's a prayer for who's someone that died in your family," and then they'd pray for them. 
So pretty wholesome. Yeah. That's a way to earn a living. Yeah, right? But then it got turned into guising. So, of course, they're like, let's take the church out of this. Let's make this more fun. So <laughs> young people would dress up in costumes and go door to door looking for food or money in exchange for performing songs, mm. poems, or other tricks. Nice. So, tricks. Exactly. Tricks. So trick or treat. I, I wish to this day we did the money thing, though, because I love oh, candy. Man. But imagine how much more you could buy if you got money handed out <laughs> instead. Because I love candy, but man, do I love money. Money, money, money. That's Holy my number cow. one. That's my number one goal, man. <laughs> so Trying to sound like one of those like bro podcasts. Yeah, I'm like, number one trick to getting money, you got to grind every day. <laughs> grind. On Halloween, not an excuse. Go ask for money. Door to door. Don't, don't buy fancy coffees. <laughs> you could have bought a house by now if you'd stopped yeah. buying coffee. Uh, anyway, uh, today the tradition's morphed into children getting dressed up and asking for candy. So cute. We don't have to sing to receive the candy anymore either. But I also think that's something. How funny would that be if that were still happening? Because it's like caroling, but dressed up. Yeah. Speak for yourself. I I remember one year we knocked on this old lady's door. We said trick or treat. She's like, um, give me a, show me a trick and then I'll give you a treat. And she's oh. like, what's your talent? And I was like, oh, no. I was like, this is my worst nightmare. <laughs> Just and give I me candy. Like, I was with like five of my siblings. So we all like had to take turns singing like a nursery rhyme. Oh, for real? Yeah. Before she gave us candy. And I was like, this is the worst. You're like, that's not like, how this works, lady. Back. I just want candy. I knock on your door. You give me candy. That's all this interaction that's is. All, that's all I want, please. <laughs> but it, it's funny to picture if that were a common thing. You get a knock on your door. You open it up and you have like Spider-Man, Elsa and Eminem and a mummy singing to you. It's like the world's weirdest choir. Yeah, or they like do like card tricks or something for you. Oh, that would make the night so long though. Yeah, you'd probably get to ten houses before the kids are like, "I've got to go to bed." Yeah, boo. So I guess it makes sense why things have changed since then. Consumerism. Consumerism. (laughs) We just want (laughs) money, money, money. Candy, candy, candy. Candy, candy, candy. Candy corporations get the money, money, money. Kids get the candy, 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 and parents just kind of get screwed kind of get screwed because they have to then spend extra money on buy candy buy yep. costumes yep and spend the whole night walking the neighborhood. walking around getting... yeah you're right oh gosh yeah. and decorations uh, no, well i'm, I'm not a parent I, I like it i like it personally you're like I no see why others would find it taxing <laughs> my kid doesn't get the candy i get the candy I look forward to Halloween freaking all year long. And I'm like, what are we going to be this year? I'm like thinking about it in like January. Oh, for sure. I know people start counting down the days to Christmas. I count the days to Halloween for sure. Me too. I couldn't tell you how many days we are out from it right now, but I know it's getting closer. Well, it's I the just... eighth day. So when this, when this episode comes out, it'll be like a week before Halloween. But right now we have like, like three a couple weeks. days. Oh, that's so exciting. Oh, it's so fun. Are you going to dress up this year? Yes. <laughs> I as... guess. Okay, I guess it's not really going to be a surprise at this point, but I'm going to dress up as Pitbull, Mr. Worldwide. <laughs> nice. I-, I bought a bald cap and everything. Ooh, that's exciting. I can't wait to see it. I... We'll have to post it on our Insta. Oh my gosh, I was going to say, we could post Halloween pictures. You could post one with your family. Yeah, we're going to be pirates. Oh, that's so cute. Mine's a yeah. lot less cute, but it'll make the kids laugh. My my class probably won't know who Mr. Worldwide is. Worldwide? <laughs> But you know I'm going to show them. That's true. Em. They won't know. I'm going to show them songs. Probably not the Hotel Motel one, but. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> There's others. You know what? They know the song Timber. We do Just Dance the Timber. I could show them Timber. <laughs> also not the best, most appropriate, wholesome song, but they know it. 
I have no idea what the modern classroom is. Like, honestly, same. It depends. You guys do just dance? <laughs> yes. When we need a brain break, or I, I this That's is dope. something I shouldn't admit. <laughs> but there are times where I'm like, I if I have to hear you guys ask me one more time, what are we doing? What page are we on? Even though I've repeated it 20 times, I'm going to lose my mind. Here's a just dance. Let me be alone for a second. And then I'll just go take a step outside while they dance. <laughs> I think that's way better than like for us. It was just like sit down, be quiet. And sometimes we got to recalibrate the smart board. So. Oh my gosh. That was the most that exciting thing. Getting to push the little dot in the middle. Yeah. You get to like jump up and calibrate it. Yes. Now I just have like a smart TV and I'll cast like a tablet to it. <laughs> As you say, kids haven't changed much, but yes, they have. Because sometimes they say things to me. And I'm like, I could never imagine talking to my teacher this way. Yeah. Like they call me Miss Batty Rapier sometimes. And I'm like, hold up. If I said that to my teacher, I would have cried because I would have gotten in trouble. Anytime, anytime a confrontation took place at school, I was a crier. Oh yeah. If a teacher even looked at me, slightly disapprovingly I, I went into a mental breakdown for at least a week yeah they give you like a yellow card yes like warning just crying on the way home like I only ever got a yellow card once in my life and yeah. I'm, I'm still mad at the fact I remember it to this day it was in third grade <laughs> Miss Moran's class she was one of my favorite teachers but she broke my heart because I was sitting next to this kid and he kept stealing my pencil and it was annoying me so I said hey stop stealing my pencil but I said it when we were supposed to be silent. And so she got oh. mad at us both and she maybe turned my card to yellow. But I, I did. I went home and cried. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, she hates me. It's so serious, man. Kids, go to school. Go to moral, school. Moral of the it's story. It's way better now. You guys could maybe do Just Dance and yeah. Worldwide. And we do karaoke on Fridays. So it's a party. That's so cute. <laughs> it's I'm a so good happy time. for your kids. I am the best teacher. <laughs> no doubt <laughs> oh anyway the third theory <laughs> about trick-or-treating <laughs> so the third theory argues that modern american trick-or-treating actually stems from a german-american christmas tradition called bell snickling Ooh, i've heard that word on the office i forgot that was on the office <laughs> good quote thanks bell yeah so Bell or children would dress up in costumes and then call on their neighbors to see if the adults could guess the identities of their disguises Ooh. or guess the identities of who was being disguised. So in oh, one okay. version of the practice, the children were rewarded with food or other treats if no one could identify them. Oh, so it had to be like elaborate costumes. Exactly. Because you didn't want to knock on the door and have them be like, oh my gosh, Bailey, hi, because then you wouldn't get a treat. Yeah. So speaking of not showing your face the next thing is halloween masks so mm -hmm. this one is actually it's kind of gross and definitely a little spookish but it's pretty <laughs> interesting because uh the ancient rituals of the celts were a lot more bloody than the costumes of modern day halloween which is you know shocker but yeah superheroes and princesses so Barbie Way this worse. year will for sure be number one. Oh my gosh, yeah. Barbie so many Barbies. Be everywhere. I can't wait. In traditional Samhain tradition or celebrations, the Celts masks were often made from animal skins and other parts of dead animals. Blech. And they Ew. were be believed to ward off evil spirits as they passed on. Dude, that's gotta smell funky. I know. I'm like, no that's wonder this no wonder the spirits funky. avoided you. You were gross. Also, like all shriveled and that's very Ugh. scary. Ew. Very scary looking masks. Yes, maybe, thank goodness we don't do that. Maybe we can find a picture of one and Ooh, put it on Instagram. That's a good idea. 
I mean, I don't, I don't really want to see it, but all the creeps out there. By the way, that's our fan name for you guys. <laughs> yeah, we just decided you guys are creeps. You guys are creeps. Hunter had no input, but we'll tell <laughs> him w- later too. He would have been outvoted anyway. Yeah, <laughs> this is a democracy. <laughs> uh, the next tradition is so carving jack o' lanterns. Mm-hmm. So the tradition of carving jack o' lanterns also originated in Ireland, but they used to use turnips instead of pumpkins. Because it's based on a legend <laughs> about a man. And you ready for the best nickname ever? Yes. Stingy Jack. Ah, Stingy Jack. Yep. Stingy Jack, he repeatedly trapped the devil and only let him go on the condition that Jack would never go to hell. But when Jack died, he learned that heaven didn't want him. So he was forced to wander the earth as a ghost for eternity because... Rip. The devil made a deal with him. He couldn't go to hell. And heaven didn't want him. So now he's just stuck on earth. But the devil was nice. And he said, he said, (laughs) here, Jack, take this lump of coal. Take this turnip. Carve out the turnip. Put it, put the lump of coal in there. And then you can light your way. So when when Irish settlers arrived in the United States, they realized that pumpkins were a lot better for carving. Yeah. And then it kind of just turned into, you know, scary faces to frighten away evil spirits. Can you imagine carving a turnip? Yeah, no. Like they're, they're <laughs> small, but also so hard. I feel oh, like, no wonder. So I, it's funny to imagine the devil getting a little turnip and, like, trying to carve them out. <laughs> to be like, <laughs> here's a turnip, Stingy Jack. Yeah, pumpkins are way better. Oh, yeah. Thank goodness. Like they're way cuter, too. <laughs> the Gord family has many cousins, and I appreciate it. Um, so seeing ghosts is another fun little thing about Halloween. I have never experienced myself, but you know, since the veil is thinnest on Halloween, it's, it's possible, Woo-hoo. but the festival of Samhain marked the transition of the new year at the end of the harvest and the beginning of winter. And Celtic people believe that during the festival, spirits walk the earth. Later on, Christian missionaries introduced All Souls Day on November 2nd, which uh, kind of perpetuated the idea of the living coming into contact with the dead around that same time of year. Mm-hmm. So it just kind of all came together. And that's why blended. ghosts and spirits are so common this time of year. Yeah. Spooky season for Spooky a reason. Season. That rhymes. thinner. Yeah. Yeah. I'm basically Mr. Worldwide. <laughs> You're like, I am Pitbull, actually. <laughs> um, <laughs> costumes. So the reason people wear costumes. Costumes. <laughs> like Pitbull. Um... In order to avoid being terrorized by all the evil spirits that are walking the earth during Samhain, the Celts don disguises so they would not be mistaken for spirits themselves, and then they'd be left oh. alone. So um, the spirits terrorize other spirits, but not normal people? Oh, yeah, I, I, I worded that wrong. Okay, because so. <laughs> I was like, that sounds a little backwards. No, 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 like, yeah, sorry, they, they put on their disguises so they wouldn't be mistaken as humans... Okay. So, so they the would spirits... be mistaken as spirits. Yes, yeah, so they'd be mistaken as spirits, so the spirits would leave them alone. Because they normally pester humans. Yeah, so when I said be mistaken for spirits themselves and be left alone, sorry. Okay. Good catch. I was just confused. You're like, hold all. on, the math ain't mathin'. But it's funny to imagine a ghost is haunting you, and all year they finally get the chance, because the veil is thin, they're finally going to haunt you and come and face you. And then you dress up as Pitbull, and they're like, hold up. That's not Bailey. That's Pitbull. What am I going to do? uh, That's a bald man. (laughs) That right there is Mr. Worldwide. He is not the person I want. Um, Oh, this is another one I didn't 
No, but the reason black and orange are common Halloween colors, which it makes sense, like it's common sense when you think about it, but it was new for me. The traditional Halloween colors of black and orange also trace back to Celtic festival of Samhain. For Mm -hmm. the Celts, black represented the death of summer, while the orange symbolized the autumn harvest season. So it's just a nice little, you know. I like it's not it's not even like spooky. It's just like, no, summer's over and harvest has begun. That's yeah. cute. Is that nice? Wow, I like black and orange way more now. <laughs> I got this next source. It's why do we bob for apples? And I got this source from allrecipes.com. <laughs> I saw that in the source list and I was like, is she going like, to share what? a recipe with us today? Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Let me tell you how to make a caramel apple. No, that's why oh, I was geez. dying because when I found this, because I was curious about why we bob for apples. I've been thinking about that this season too. It's weird. It's a weird tradition. Because it's like it's pretty gross to do it like a Halloween party. Yeah, I used to think I wanted to like participate in that, but now I'm like, no, I'm glad Ew. we don't do that anymore because that's really gross. I don't want to put my face water or my face in your my face, face water. water. <laughs> I don't want to put my face in yeah, your face just, water. Like, bite, try and bite the same apples that everyone else is. Yeah, that's so gross. How much spit that's is gross. in that water? Yeah, and like face sweat and boogers, m- makeup and oh booger ew, ew. ew. but. Bobbing for apples is actually a really cute origin story because Ooh. it has to do with romance. Wow. Yeah. So I guess it could be romantic to eat someone else's boogers. <laughs> That's how you know you're bonded for life. <laughs> if you can eat my boogers they and truly not get love sick, you, <laughs> you know yeah. we're meant to be. <laughs> no, it's a lot better than that, thankfully. So <laughs> the game was part of a courting ritual and was a popular way to bring young lovers together to determine if they were soulmates or not. Hmm. So one of the most popular ways it was played was for each apple in the container to represent a special someone. So everyone kind of had their own designated apple. Oh. And each girl would bob for an apple and try to bite into the one that belonged to her crush. So if she was Classic. able to get it, yeah, if she was able to get that on her first so try. Sense. Right? So if she got on her first try, that meant that the stars were aligned and they were destined to be together forever. But if it took the woman two attempts to get the apple... It was an indication that they would court for a while, but eventually their relationship would kind of fizzle out, and it wasn't meant for the long run. And then if it took her more than three shots to bite into her crush's apple, it meant that the person was not right for them, you should not go out with them, and you gotta leave. Nice. Isn't that so cute? I don't think girls should, like, always be thinking about boys, but, like, thinking back to, like, when I was younger, it's like, yeah, that stuff was always kind of fun. Like oh, the yeah. jump rope games where you land on like a specific oh, letter and it's like, that's the guy that. It's like, well, who's your crush? A, a B, C, D. And you'd purposely mess up on your crush's initials. So you'd be like, oh my <laughs> gosh, I had no idea. And everyone's like, oh my gosh, it could be this name. And you're oh, like, no, How no, did I you swear. know? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh, for sure. I would have been like, be I would have honed it. in on my crush's apple. Oh, and I'm man. like, I will I would blood, sweat, and tears yeah. to get this apple. The stars are aligning today, okay? Um, another common theme for the game was that whoever successfully bit into the apple first would be the first person in their friend group to get married. So it's kind of like, you know, throwing the bouquet. If, yeah, I don't know if that's necessarily a good thing, but... <laughs> yeah. It's, it's just a silly little, like, oh, interesting. But yeah, so it kind of, over time... It's not about romance anymore. It's just kind of something fun that people do because all the traditions kind of got globbed together. And I've never heard that before. Yeah, but... isn't that? Thank you, all recipes. <laughs> I think it's cute. Like all these like old fashioned Halloween traditions. Like we need to bring those back. 
I know. It Even though we just, we just hated on bobbing for apples and how gross it was. But <laughs> yeah, it's, like, it's disgusting, but, but it's about like, romance. I would have loved that. <laughs> That's so cute. But listen, 10-year-old me wouldn't have cared. Exactly. 10-year-olds are invincible. We eat, they, they eat dirt. They eat boogers. They cough in each other's mouths all the time. Like, they could, <laughs> they could take it. Um, bats. Bats are my next thing. <laughs> um, bats. It's bats. freaking bats. It's freaking I bats. Halloween. I love Halloween. So, bats were likely present at the earliest Halloween celebrations, but not just as little decorations, literally, because as part of Samhain, uh, the Celtic light large bonfires, which attracted insects, which in turn attracted mm. bats. So soon, bats became a lot more connected with the festival, and medieval fo- folklore expanded upon the kind of creepiness of bats with a number of superstitions built around the belief that bats were the harbingers of death. Well, they kind of are. Yeah. Bats kind of um, freak me out. They're like the number one carrier of rabies in the United States. Can't trust a bat. We actually, my family, we had to get rabies shots because... Oh. Um, my husband and I, we woke up in the middle of the night to a bat flying around in our room. <gasps> and what? So, yeah. How does that so happen? They it, it got, I guess the chimney in the house we're renting, like it's not, it wasn't covered. They've covered it since then, but it wasn't oh. covered. So a bat got in and there was like a crack in our floor <laughs> that it got through. We have like these really old hardwood Whoa. floors and it got through like this crack that they've since sealed up. But yeah, then we had to go get rabies shots because if you're like asleep, while they're around you then you have no way of knowing like if they bit you or scratched you or something that's crazy you and it got to away do... it flew out the door so we couldn't like test it for rabies so yeah you you would have had to have one of those michael scott fun runs to raise money for rabies yeah we had to get rabies shots it set us back it's like it was like five grand whoa sucked jeez bats can suck it then <laughs> yeah freaking sucks stupid freaking bats, bats. <laughs> I mean, I love them as decorations, but, like, not real bats. I don't want them around me ever again. <laughs> like, so. they can back off. Yeah, I woke up. They fly, like, in U-shapes, so they're, like, high at the edges of the room, and then they come down into U in the middle, and then they go back up high. So we woke up to it just, like, swooping, swooping over us, oh. like, right above our bed, like, touching our, like, bed sheets and stuff. I would have tried to punch it. <sighs> it was annoying. <laughs> Like I would, I, I would. It would have been a blind. I'd be like, whoosh, whoosh, try to punch up, <laughs> and I, I would have missed it for sure. It but... was really fast. Like I thought there was at least like three in our room. That's how fast it was. It's like also... I'm fast as freak, boys. Zoom, zoom, zoom. <laughs> yeah, it's crazy. Well, it was like three a.m., so I was pretty out of it. <laughs> You're like, Ugh. and then like, freaking Tyson didn't wake up. I was like hitting him. I was like, the bats in our room. <laughs> He's like, like shut up. <laughs> Yeah, Honey, just go to bed. You're talking crazy. Anyway, I got beef with bats. <laughs> I'm sorry to bring up your trauma. <laughs> bats are officially canceled. Yeah. <laughs> they are the bringers of death. This podcast doesn't support goats and it doesn't support bats. <laughs> yeah. We'll, just, <laughs> we'll keep a running list. We need an El Chupacabra to come suck some bats. <laughs> On to a more funny thing. On the 30th of October, I don't think this is as common nowadays, but Back in the past a little bit, there were some parts of the UK that would celebrate the night before Halloween and call it Mischief Night or, best name ever, Goosey Night. 
That's so British. I know. I was it's just embarrassingly British. Exactly. So bad. I was like, no wonder we beat the British. Goosey night? What the heck does that mean? No wonder we beat the goosey. Goosey night. So, silly Could you gooses. imagine? They're like, oi, bro, let's go get goosey tonight. <laughs> Down at the pub. It's goosey night, mate. Let's go toilet paper the, the lads next door. But yeah, they would just basically be menaces all night and they'd go prank people with eggs and toilet paper and, and then that's, okay. That's the funniest so annoying. thing. The Br- the the British article I read phrased it like this. I'm gonna read it in an accent because I think it's funny. Okay. <laughs> While it's not quite as popular as it once was, this occasion saw young pranksters taking to the streets with eggs, toilet paper, and other unwanted nasties to shower their neighbors' homes. <laughs> Wanted nasties. <laughs> Goosey night and unwanted nasties. <laughs> Those are two That's band so good band funny. names, I'm not gonna lie. Goosey Night, yeah. And Unwanted Nasties. That's a great band name. Maybe that's what we should call fans of the podcast. <laughs> unwanted Nasties. <laughs> What's up, Nasties? Especially the unwanted part. That's so funny. Yeah. They so oh, like thank so you. The, thank you, British people, for constantly being the gift that keeps on giving. With your ridiculous words. The freaking it's it's a whole different language sometimes. Yeah, I'm glad that goosey night is not a thing here. Goosey night. Because that just sounds annoying. Oh, yeah. Cleaning up eggs and crap. Ugh. No Other thanks. unwanted nasties. No, no yeah. thanks, indeed. Keep They're right. Nasties. They are not wanted. The only people who want your nasties are yourselves. Yeah, you nasties. <laughs> you nasties. <laughs> um, okay, and the last thing is that... So, bonfires actually used to be called bone fires because the Celts would throw actual animal bones Ooh. in the flames to ward off those evil spirits so that's kind of how the name got from there wow i like that way more yeah bone that fire bonfire that's interesting sense too I yeah mean, we don't throw bones in our bonfires but it's just what's a bond you know yeah exactly like i, I get the fire part but why, why yeah, is it I, bonfire? I understand the fire yeah <laughs> i got that on lock um okay and then i want to kind of end it talking about some different ways that different countries celebrate Halloween or Halloween adjacent holidays or traditions. Mm -hmm. So the one that we're most familiar with in the Southwest United States is that it uh, coincides with the traditional day of the dead, which is a significant celebration in Mexico and other Latin American countries. Yeah. So it's celebrated between uh, the 31st of October and the 2nd of November and there's a chance for families to commemorate and mourn their dead. Uh, so they believe that on the Day of the Dead, the border between spirits and the living dissolve. So very similar to Samhain. And it allows mm-hmm. time for families to eat, drink, and dance with their loved ones. Families will leave That's out favorite so foods and other offerings at the grave sites on ofrendas. And mm-hmm. they build those in their homes. And they can be decorated with candles and flowers and pictures. It's the cutest thing. Yeah. So did you see any of that when you were in Mexico? Yeah, a lot. Um, everyone in every house they have like their little altars they usually have them like dedicated to like saints of the catholic church mm. but then around like dia de los muertos they they have their pictures of their family members that have passed on and then they have like they'll bake like their favorite treats and put them up there and they'll make their favorite meal and put them up and like candles Aww. and like marigolds and with the flowers they do a path of petals from their altar to their doorstep to the street so that the spirits can follow the petals to the altar and find like the offerings that they left that's so sweet isn't it so cute like it's such a good tradition just the way they like remember their dead it's like i don't have anyone 
who's like who I've been like particularly close with that's passed on mm-hmm. but it's definitely something I want to do like with my kids um when they're older probably not this year I might start next year but just to like remember our loved ones like it's so special and be like oh this was his favorite meal so that's why we're making it yeah and then they'll just always have like that attachment to them and oh it's a season to remember I don't know our uncle or whatever yeah no, that's so important too yeah it's super cute but one thing that's funny and when I was there for Day of the Dead in Mexico City um they so they do Halloween the kids do Halloween they go trick-or-treating on Halloween mm-hmm. and then the next day is Dia de los Angeles so like day of the angels oh. and that's, so that's november 1st and that's for um to remember children that died young oh um and then the next day november 2nd is the day of the dead and then they'll go out and trick-or-treat dia de los angeles and dia de los muertos so three days in a row they trick-or-treat it's it's a party yeah they just they dress up every single day and they go trick-or-treating oh it's super cool. I love like Mexican culture. Like I'm so jealous. So so jealous that they have that and just like Yeah, that's an amazing tradition. It's, it's so an amazing cool. cultural thing to have too. It just mm-hmm. shows how important family and legacy yeah. is. Yeah. Just the connections between family and big fan. Yeah, and having that like idea that there is like at least one day a year that you can really feel that connection with them. Yeah. It's so special. That's so nice. On the flip side of that, let's go to Japan where they have <laughs> basically a party <laughs> nice i know there are other um things in japan they do to celebrate and like honor their dead but on halloween in particular it it's a lot more recent tokyo disneyland first hosted its halloween celebration in 2000 so that was like okay. the first time that it really kind of came over and was popular mm-hmm. and it's got a lot more popular since then um trick-or-treating doesn't really take place so halloween's mainly a party time for adults kids don't really do it oh sad yeah they just that's adults the adults will dress up and go to street parties parades and then one thing that's funny so trains are typically a quiet place in japan mm-hmm. they'll like you know ride go to work all that stuff but yeah people on are halloween respectful. exactly imagine that a culture <laughs> that respects your privacy and lets you be yeah. <laughs> be yourself and thing your but, time and space yeah. oh it'd be nice so the trains is a quiet place but during halloween People go nuts because they'll like the trains will have unique themes to them, so like zombies or vampires or something. That's and so cool. you just kind of have a party on these spooky trains. That's so cute. So that's a fun little thing they do there. That is one thing I don't usually like, like American culture, like bleeding all over. Yeah, because I'm like, we're not even cool. Like usually we just bring bad things. But here's the thing: Halloween too, is something I can get behind. I'm like, yeah, absolutely. Put that out to every nation. Because a lot of Americans. America's traditions do come from other cultures we just you know change them a bit (laughs) Americanize them a bit yeah so it's fun when you see the reverse of like okay we did something fun let's pass that on yeah um in Italy they have Onisanti which I could try to say that in an Italian accent but I feel like I'd offend any Italian I know (laughs) because I may have lived there for a while but I am not good at Italian yeah so Onisanti is celebrated on November 1st, and it's their version of All Saints Day. And it it dates back to the 4th century, where Mm -hmm. the Italians would honor the martyrs and saints of the Catholic Church. So Mm -hmm. what they do on that day is spend time with their family and attend Mass. But each region Mm -hmm. has its own rituals and traditions. So in Sicily, for example, they believe that the dead will bring sweets or small gifts to well-behaved children. So it's kind of like Christmas. 
And then in the Lombardy region, it's customary to leave a vase full of water in the kitchen for the dead to drink when they visit during the night. Ooh. Isn't that funny? So it's like... That's really creepy. (laughs) Have you seen that Donald Trump (laughs) quote where he's like, water, water, I need water. (laughs) That's the ghosts, apparently, according to to Italians. (laughs) Nice. They're just there to help out. They're just thirsty little ghosts. They just, they don't leave them cups. They're just like, here's a bowl. Yeah, they're like, here. In the Philippines, they celebrate, and I'm going to butcher this because Tagalog is an insane language I cannot understand. Yeah, I understand. It's, I'm going to say this really wrong, but Pangangalua is a... sounded good to me. You'll have to Google it because it's a crazy word, but it's a Filipino practice for honoring souls that have passed. Mm-hmm. So on the eve of All Saints Day, which is November 1st, and like every other country, they have the same day kind of designated for that. Yeah. Uh, children will dress up in white sheets to look like ghosts or souls stuck in purgatory and knock <laughs> nice. on doors. Yeah, a little bit different. But they're like, oh, no problem. Yeah. And they'll knock on doors to sing and ask for prayers. So something similar we've seen in other countries, too. And then sometimes when they do that, they get treats. And it's a time for families to gather at cemeteries to remember their loved ones. And they'll play games, eat some food, share stories. In Welsh mythology, there's a spirit mm-hmm. named Angelister or something. I'm not going to lie. Welsh is the most insane language. I just said I just said Tagalog was, but Welsh gives me an ulcer just looking at it. It's crazy. <laughs> so this yeah. spirit, which means the recording angel, will appear each Halloween at the and I'm probably going to butcher this too, the Langernau tr- U tree. So it's L-L-A-N-G-E-R-N-Y-W. Okay. Welsh is not a real language. It's crazy. It's wild. So it's an old U tree. And it's crazy because this U tree is actually expected to be about 4,500 years old. Whoa. So super old tree. Yeah. But because it's super old, they have all these superstitions surrounding it. And they believe that the As recording angel, yeah, that tree earned some superstition. That tree's seen some stuff. Yeah, yeah. So they believe that the recording angel spirit is sent to the village, and it will tell people in the village on Halloween night who will be the next to die. Oh, that's super cheery. fun. Super happy. Yeah, what a sweet tradition. Great for the Welsh. <laughs> oh my gosh. Um, a tradition part of Germany in some parts of Germany, is that on Halloween you have to hide all your knives. So like many other cultures, Germany believes that Halloween is a time of year when the veil between worlds is thin enough for spirits to pass. So to Mm -hmm. make sure that the souls of their visiting relatives don't get hurt, they hide all the knives in the house. So no accidents happen when the dead come. They're just real clumsy after they die. They're like, oops, what's this? Oh, I'm dead again! They they treat them like toddlers. They're like, yeah, so I know you're, like, way older than me, but we can't have you around knives. Oh, that's sharp, honey. You need to put it down. Yeah. <laughs> I don't even know where I would hide my knives. Where know, are you supposed to where, hide knives? Especially from spirits. Like, as if they can't pass through anything. And I don't know. Like, the dishwasher? Or some our ghosts can't. Put in, like, a ring of salt or something. <laughs> oh. <laughs> We're too lazy to hide them this year. Just don't cross the ring. Just don't get past the salt. Uh, okay, and then the last one I want to share really quick is... Um, in China, they have the Hungry Ghost Festival, or just the Ghost Festival. I like Hungry Ghost Festival. I say I like that. That's cute. Yeah, because so it's celebrated on the fifteenth day of the seventh lunar month, which is in the Gregorian calendar. So the calendar we use is mm-hmm. like the end of July to near the end of August. It's thought that the ghosts of Chinese ancestors are let out of hell on the first day of the month. Oh, <laughs> I know their ancestors all live in hell. <laughs> 
only only some of them <laughs> and right. i'm only gonna give a brief description of this so i know there's a lot more to it so mm-hmm. i especially like i said apologize apologies to steven <laughs> because he's gonna be mad at me if i butcher the story but it's fine <laughs> but anyway so the ghosts are let out of hell <laughs> on the first day of this month it's been the scariest month of the year for thousands of years mm-hmm. to the chinese because the ghosts will kind of roam around looking for entertainment and many fearful mm. Chinese people will try to avoid swimming or being alone at night in case Ooh. the ghosts come after them. Swimming? Yeah. They That's said that so scary. Specifically. So I'm like, oh, interesting. Drowning yeah. ghosts. So the only ghosts that come out are the damned ones. The bad ones. Yes. What the heck? I know. So I feel bad. It's interesting because like every other culture is like oh, we get to see our loved ones, let's celebrate them. And then China, yeah. they're like, they're coming from hell! They're like, the veil is thin. You might see Grandpa today. Grandpa's for sure in it's hell. Like, Grandpa's murderer is here. <laughs> I don't, I don't like that, that one as much. Oh, no. But it, it, it does kind of get nice because... Swimming. So uh, they'll perform special ceremonies to avoid the wrath of ghosts. Such as putting their family's ancestral tablets on a table, burning incense, and preparing food three times that day. Um, the main ceremony is usually held at dusk. People will put family's ancestral tablets and the paintings and photos on a table. And then oh, burn incense near, incense near them. And then plates of food are put out for the ghosts on the table. Mm-hmm. And it's kind of a way to memorialize uh, their ancestors. People, so people will feast on this night and leave an open spot at the table for the lost ancestor. Oh, and the I reason it's called the Hungry Ghost Festival is because they want to feed the hungry ghosts who've been wandering since last Hungry Ghost Month. Oh. Okay, that I really like. Yeah. I so, love anything that's like taking care of the ghosts like they're your family because they are your family. Yeah. They're like, we know hell so is sweet. rough. <laughs> Just like remembering them. Exactly. The so, open chair. Oh. Isn't that sweet? So definitely a little spookier thinking these are ghosts from hell, but they still honor their ancestors mm-hmm. um, when they celebrate. That's sweet. That's cute. So yeah. It I was... wish people didn't get drowned by ghosts during that season as well, but... It's like a few weeks of just terror, <laughs> I'm sure. Yeah. Like any any type of altar and stuff, like that's just not something we do in America, but yeah, I love no. seeing it in other places. I'm like, I adore i love yeah love like making their favorite food burning incense putting flowers out that's so nice it's a beautiful way to oh remember. yeah yeah so it's interesting to see how all these different countries celebrate the dead in different but similar ways because every culture is unique and they have their own take on it but mm-hmm. we're a, we have a lot more in common than we realize yeah yeah it's cool to see the common thread of um just loving your ancestors exactly we don't really have that in America, but no. other people do, and I respect that. I, was gonna say, I wish uh, we did. Our version of Halloween is definitely more of a party, yeah. but it's cool to it's see about how candy consumerism. These... <laughs> yep, <laughs> Halloween traditions in other countries are a lot more meaningful, mm-hmm. and I'm glad we got some of the traditions we do because Halloween's a lot of fun. But it would be cool yeah. if some other traditions would kind of trickle into like remembering and stuff. Yeah, but this yeah this episode's been really fun because now. I have even more ideas for what I want to do, like, with my own family. I know. I was just thinking how fun it would be to throw, like, a classic Halloween party and do, like, a bonfire and set up some type of Rick Remembrance table. Yeah, bobbing for apples, putting up pictures of bats and not real bats because those suck. Yeah, we hate them. Bats can die. Stay away from bats this Halloween. That's the moral of this episode. (laughs) 
Yeah. And remember yeah. your loved ones. Remember your loved ones. Don't get bitten by a bat. And Stay try spooky. not to get sent to hell. Watch out for grandpa's murder. Watch out. And hide the knives if you're German. Oh, yeah. Hide them knives. So thank you for listening to Spookish today. You can further support our podcast by leaving us a review or a rating. You can follow us on Instagram at Spookish Podcast for pictures of today's episode. If you have any spookish experiences you'd like to share with us, please send them to spookishpodcast at gmail.com or DM them to Instagram. And we might share them in a future episode. Again, all sources will be in the show notes if you're interested in researching today's topic further. Until next time, stay spookish.